Listen. Are you listening? <laughs> This is the sound of my country. This is the sound of Taiwan. Taiwan, a small island with a whole world of sounds. Thanks so much for joining us today here on Radio Taiwan International. Up ahead this hour, it's Jukebox Republic. But as always, we kick things off with a brand new edition of Here in Taiwan. Hello and welcome to Here in Taiwan. Today is Friday, July 2nd. If you're joining us on our Facebook live stream, that's uh, Monday, July 5th, if you're listening on the radio. I'm John Van Trieste, and joining me here in the studio today, we've got Shirley Lin. Hi there. In just a moment, we'll be telling you about the latest culinary monstrosity to hit Taiwan's fast food scene. Then we'll be telling you about a plan to get library books to the masses in Hualien County, even though COVID restrictions have libraries still shuttered. Also, we'll be telling you what COVID-related homework Taiwan schools are giving out to their students over summer vacation. All that coming up next. Please stick around. I don't know about you, but I like my pizza plain, <laughs> with with maybe like some olives at the most, but nothing crazy. And right, I agree. Maybe margarita pizza. That's okay. But oh, I anything, love margarita. Anything beyond that is just yes. too much. Yeah. And so my yeah. threshold for what constitutes a culinary monstrosity when it comes to pizza is pretty low. However, I have to say. Uh, that pretty much no matter who you are out there, even like Anthony Bourdain would be like, oh, this is just nasty. Oh, uh, no. This I is agree. a horrifying, I mean, this must be stopped, I think. But I anyway. Know what I know what you're getting to. I yes, know what you're talking about. Um, it's the latest in a string of weird flavors that Taiwan's pizza joints have been uh, putting out. I think sometimes more for publicity than any other reason. I know, really. Um, because I can't imagine anyone eating some of these flavors. But Pizza Hut and Domino's between them over recent years have uh, put out pearl milk tea, bubble tea flavored pizza, durian flavored pizza. Why that was made legal, why that's legal, I don't know. I mean, there's um, apple pizza, right? Strawberry. I mean, are you fine with that? Sweet pizza? No. No, I, no. I'm not. I'm not yet. Strawberry stinky tofu pizza, which again, the, that police should have been called um, <laughs> to stop that idea from making it. Zongzi, which is a type of seasonal uh, sticky rice ball made from glutinous rice. Fair enough. They're both savory, but... A, I don't think they mix well with cheese, and B, that's carbs on carbs. Unless there's no cheese on that pizza. <laughs> then it's just carbs, 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 carbs. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing is carbs, and then you're on a crust. Uh, I don't get that at all. And uh, also, um, let's see, what's the other one? Spicy hot pot, which actually I think I would be okay with. No, are you serious? Yeah, I think um, if it was like the mala, that sort of distinctive hot and spicy flavor of the Sichuan peppers... That could go well with pizza, I think. Okay. I think that, I mean, because well, some people like to put hot sauce. I mean, yeah. okay. That's okay, borderline okay. for me. So um, it's like the trans I mean, version of Tabasco. Yeah, no. <laughs> Italians out there, I'm very sorry. But um, yeah, that's, that's sort of pushing it, but maybe acceptable. Mm -hmm. okay. This, though, this is uh, just 
of something it's against nature <laughs> it's from cilantro which is a controversial which, to begin with you know then, these things i like by themselves no 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 but not on pizza cilantro i love cilantro Cent- century egg which we need to explain to listeners not it's familiar with okay. them okay i'm not yeah. exactly sure how they make it but it's um it's they, tr- they, they the eggs the egg whites turn green yeah, uh, trans- transparent and green, and, and the, the egg white part turns like transparent black. I green. don't quite understand the process used it's to make it. It's actually okay. Yeah, using I actually don't mind that. Um, um, the cilantro, I think maybe that's or coriander. That's a bit. And I, then I, I like and then that, pig's but... blood. Pig's blood. Okay, yeah, with, I like with, that too with, by itself. With peanut shavings. Now these things are yeah. usually served. Pig's blood in, or is served like on a lollipop or a popsicle yes. form on a stick and with with the cilantro, cilantro and the peanut and shavings. Yes. Oh, I love that. So this is a legitimate Taiwanese dish, not one that I particularly care for, uh, especially the cilantro part. But um, oh. putting that on a pizza is like, is just, <laughs> oh man. You're speechless. <laughs> it's horrifying and. Um, on its Facebook page, they they only really uh, introduced this on uh, its Facebook page, Pizza Hut, at on June 29th. So it's been a little while, but we've had some time now for the comments about how it tastes to come in because I'm definitely not going to taste test that. Yeah, I got a friend who um, is from America. He's been mm. here for five years now. Oh no, actually less. But um, he actually posted on Facebook asking Taiwanese people. I'm sure. Like, how does this pizza taste? I also have an American friend who tried it. Like, and, yeah. and was underwhelmed. And I didn't feel. I know this was somebody right was saying that this no, is not an Italian recipe. P- pizza, no, anything on pizza other than mozzarella or I guess like uh, like uh, Italian sausage. No, 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 no. <laughs> Naples, they'll kill you. Like you can't say that. <laughs> oh it's, really? I think okay. it's like basil is the most. Yeah. So margarita. Yeah, that's think, very you know very plain um, pizza is the best. So um, on Facebook, uh, Pizza Hut tried to justify this abomination. They wrote, once melted mozzarella cheese ties them together, the explosion in your mouth is better than you had imagined. You must be kidding, right? Well, I didn't imagine it was very good to begin with, so that's still pretty bad. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Um, They did add, to try and market this, that the uh, peanut powder and uh, cilantro is grown by small farmers in Union County in central Taiwan. Okay, let's say that you just want to promote these farmers, okay? You know, their hard work and with COVID, nobody's buying as much and, you know. It is sort of a street food, yeah. Still. Um, Yeah, still pizza. It does, no. Just no. Um, I think sorry. people are just, you know, because we're on semi-lockdown and most people are home. So people are now open Missing to a lot of foods. time. Well, yeah, that for one thing. And the other thing is like, you know, let's brainstorm for some creative, no. you know, no. uh, abominable an, an un- ideas. An unholy <laughs> mixture. Um, so here's what people online have to say. Um, there seems to be a mix of reactions. Uh, some people actually like it? Yeah, weirdly enough. <laughs> Um, so, uh, one person posted on a Facebook group where people like to gossip about these sorts of crazy things in Taiwan, and, uh, he said that he's a fan of both the Century's eggs and the pig's blood cake, the congealed pig's blood on a stick, but mm-hmm. was very perplexed about how, why they were combined into a pizza, and why two things that he likes, otherwise, yeah. would be so disappointing when combined with pizza. Oh, I know. Same here. I think I would, uh, same reaction. Another person commented below, it's not really that bad. I don't think it tastes bad, which is hardly a ringing endorsement. You know, it's like, it didn't make me vomit. <laughs> and then uh, uh, someone else said, is it just me who thinks it's delicious? So I guess oh. there's all kinds. It takes all kinds. Um, <sighs> another user felt it wasn't flavorful enough, which is strange because that's a very strong mix of, well, I guess the cilantro and the peanut <gasps> yeah. is pretty strong. Oh, yeah. And uh, found that 
you had to add chili sauce to make it zestier. Well, that's for someone who just likes Now, a Taiwanese actor, people are suspicious on Facebook whether this Taiwanese actor named Aaron Yen, Yen Yal, I've never heard of this person, um, mm-hmm. uh, braved about it and said it was Michelin level. And some people online are thinking that maybe he got paid by the company to promote the product. <laughs> he's denied having any deal, though, saying, I didn't even get a dime. So Well, or he's just joking or something. I mean, pig's blood, cilantro, peanut shavings, and century egg on a pizza. Tell us your thoughts. You know, I don't remember, but has anybody tried stinky tofu on pizza? Again. Have we heard of that? Yeah, I just mentioned it. Oh, you did? With strawberry. What? Strawberry stinky. No, I no, just no, said no, it, no, no, yeah. no. Those strawberry and stinky tofu don't belong together in the first place, but on top of pizza, you're just like, it's a death wish. Well, that reminds me about someone trying um, pudding, the sweet pudding on um, instant noodles. No. Oh, that just sounded so gross. I would not even try it. Just. It just sounded gross. But leave the culinary creativity to the professionals, please. It's just. Anyway, That's let us true. know in the comments. Would you try it? Or no. what's the weirdest um, oh, oh, pizza oh, flavor <laughs> you have ever had? Also, tell us the weirdest pizza flavor you ever seen. I mean, and we do have like corn and stuff on pizza, so our tolerance level is pretty high here in Taiwan. But still, Whew. pineapple. Well, it's a hard time for Taiwan's libraries. They and most other public sort of institutions and places, uh, spaces have had to shut down because of COVID restrictions. Um, but in Hualien City in eastern Taiwan, the city library system plans to deliver books through the mail to your homes free of charge, starting actually today, well, as of recording date, or July 2nd. Okay. And um, the idea is that uh, the libraries ha- have set aside... Uh, I'm not really sure why they don't know the exact number, but anyway, somewhere between 350 and 500 books from 10 categories, so you can get something for everyone. Leisure, investment, recipes, novels, comics, and kids' books. They're going to be sorted into batches. You can reserve them online, and they'll be delivered to homes of readers in the county or city, which is the Hualien area, uh, to cardholders by the postal service. And uh, the mayor of Hualien actually said that, hey, for those of you who don't know, the library also has free access, giving free access to more than 80,000 electronic books online. So, mm-hmm. you know, we already have 80,000 titles available, but hey, you can get even more and physical books, too, through the mail. Um, so, again, you got to have a valid library card from, for the local library system. But if you're in Hualien City or the surrounding county, which is a big area, actually, mm-hmm. Um, you can get one box online and keep it for 28 days and you can renew it. You can even renew it once and then you have to ship them back. Or actually it says you can return them physically to the library. Okay. I Um, can't go through a box full of books in 28 days. I'm not a fast reader. Well, it depends on what books. If it's like a... Uh, A flip through kind of magazine. They mentioned like comic books. (laughs) Comic books, yes. So yeah, beginning noon and Friday, you go on the, the library's website, reserve books, and they send with it. They ship to you within three working days. It's like Amazon, I guess, except maybe a bit slower, actually. They're getting busy. They give you, and they'll send you an email with a postal tracking number, too, so you can be sure to know when your books are going to arrive. And there could be more boxes with more titles, I guess, in the coming days, according to one librarian, if the service goes over well. Oh, wow. That's, that's nice. I mean, I, I do find myself now with COVID and staying home a lot. I'm finding myself back to reading stuff. Yeah. So I've been like going around my house. Um, for some reason, I don't know how my husband accumulates so many books in the house. 
over, I don't know how many years, 10 years, too many books. Uh, so many of them he's forgotten because they're mm. like stuck somewhere in the cabinet because I don't have any space for the books. Oh, I so, thought he was just like shoving books in random corners. No, <laughs> no, there are books, bookshelves. Mm. I mean, the thing is that he would get more books and he'll buy another bookshelf and then more books and then mm. no more bookshelves, no, no space to put bookshelves. So then we're like putting in the back of the cabinet and mm. they're totally forgotten. I actually went through and looked for English books like in the English language because mm -hmm. I read faster and better. And so I actually found five books. So I'm like going through them. I'm still on my first one though. So I'm a, I am really am a slow reader, mm. but it really feels good to be reading again. You yeah. Know? I think uh, in this day and age is something that a lot of people have forgotten. They're always on their phones. I love yeah. books, but that's, I think, the general public, I think, reads yeah, less you, than they used to. Yeah, you do like to. books. You go, you go to the, the International Book Fair every year. Well, you never miss it them. until now. Well, they yeah. haven't had them in the last two years. Yeah, but yeah before know. that, yeah. Um, right? Yeah, if, uh, so. if our uh, library where I am, especially the big one, uh, were to do something like this, I would definitely sign up. I know. I think we should have that at the, um, the That's a public good idea. library here in Taipei. If you're tuning in now on our Facebook live stream, let us know uh, if you've been to the library lately and if areas libraries in your area are doing something similar because it, got, it has to be hard out there, you know? Mm. You can't have like actual readers physically in the reading room like getting all no, COVID can't. all over each other. So, right. Uh, it's, it's a way to keep readers and libraries active. Mm. Ah, uh, summer vacation. It's a great time for kids to be out and about, except now not only are they confined at home because of COVID, they also have to do homework, summer vacation homework related to it. Yeah. Is they that can't get a an, break. Is that an American thing? Only book reports for us. Well, oh, I don't know reports. now. Okay. They've had, they have so many new standards since I was in school. I don't actually know what they do now, but. How many schools, they never give you a break. You're constantly, mm. you know, like, you know, uh, reading or writing a report or doing some kind of, you know, summer vacation homework. And they really have that. So some schools, um, especially in Taoyuan, got creative, or I should say teachers got creative. And one was um, they decided to, and, and then they tried to think of like all these COVID-related homeworks to give their kids. One was, um, you know how we have to wear these masks? You know, like, you, know, you see how I'm constantly adjusting my mask because mm. it, slip, it keeps slipping down? Well, so one teacher has, um, or rather a school, has taught, uh, has given kids to get creative about how to make a frame that fits inside so that it holds up. Those you know, already exist, you know. I know. But so they're asking kind of... them to use math and technology and like some video and then to use whatever material they have in the house to make that frame. Who has like stuff? <laughs> industrial strength like, rubber for example, laying around the I'm house talking about something like that you know well and what is this you never know maybe i don't uh, understand how math is involved <laughs> maybe like you have to measure the dimensions well, or something but it seems kind of and i are not as good but i guess it would it's not exactly like an um, engineering project where you need like well, maybe calculus or something kids would be like future engineers they're we're talking about elementary school here oh, oh. and junior high sorry this is junior high school so they're a little older they, they can really start thinking about these kind of things. It can be fun for them, I guess. I still don't then, to get quite get the educational value when something like that. It doesn't have to be educational. Th well, then know? what are they doing it for? Just something for some of, so that you do, you, you, you're not that's, wasting it sounds your like summer it's, away. That's called busy work. That's just that's, how it is with summer, you know, vacation homework. They don't do like 
math problems? Most Taiwanese kids just hate summer vacation homework. Yeah, well, know? we hated doing that too. Yeah. But like, at least it had a like you had to analyze a book or something. Right. I mean, besides book reports, okay, besides book reports, but something else. I kind to do, of but, find yeah. this of dubious educational value, <laughs> but okay. So it's just mask making. Or yeah, mask well, frames. That that's one school, right? And another school, Renmei. Um, this is also a junior high school. Um, they want. They kind of try to have like this. Uh, what do you call it? Virtual um, mm. um, trips. Okay, like a field trip. Yeah. No, no, no. Like assuming you're going abroad, and then you have to learn how much money you should save. How you learn how to save money for mm. the trip. Eventually, if you do, you know, we do. Um, I mean, open the borders and you can start traveling or something like that. And so it's like a personal finance type of a thing? Or yeah, is it more like also you have to practice the language, finance. foreign languages? Too. Uh, it doesn't say about that, but it's just talking about assuming, pretending you, you're making a trip and then how much money you have to save, how you should plan it and things like that. So mm. uh, an out of the world trip, I guess. And then out of the world stuff. trip, <laughs> out of the country, you mean? <laughs> yeah, I know. They're, the they're not Elon Musk. They no. can't just fly off into space. Hey, by then... Could we possibly have rockets, you know, flying us to well, space? We don't know how much that will cost. So, it's, <laughs> you know, or right. far more than those kids will likely to ever make anyway. So. Okay. And then there's uh, Baoshen. Uh, this is an elementary school. Um, they actually started teaching kids how to play with Diablo. Oh, you know, that's, the that's, um, yeah, that's not something mo a lot of people will know. It's sort of a... Uh, oh, really? It's a, no. It's a Taiwanese thing. It's an Asian thing. Yeah, it's an um, Asian thing. Um, it's like a toy that involves two. two sticks with a string between them, and it's sort of almost like a top-like thing that you twirl you around on the string. This, yeah, this and you can do thing. all sorts of tricks with it. Tricks it's with a it over your head, under your feet. Somewhat like legs. a yo-yo, but except the string is not tied on to it. No. So it can actually fly in the air and everything. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what's that got to do with COVID? <laughs> no. Okay, that's not to do with COVID. Okay, here's the next one is. Okay. Another school, uh, I've got a name covered up. They um, have the kids uh, make thank you cards to give to these uh, medical workers in their nearby hospitals. Okay. Okay. So that's nice and sweet. It's nice. It's I, not not very it's educational, not, but <laughs> <laughs> you you learn how to be appreciative. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Okay. And then there's another school, Fu Gang um, uh, uh, Junior High School. Now this school teaches everything using the Hakka language. Oh, really? So, so it's like yes. a full immersion. Yeah. That's and unusual in Taiwan. Isn't it? They usually isn't get like one know. class once a week and it's like 45 minutes. I know. Yeah, very difficult for the kids to really yeah, learn not, anything not from that. Not this one though. This is totally teaching okay. in, using Hakka. And their summer vacation homework is to make a video mm -hmm. using Hakka to teach elderly people how to use their mobile phone or smartphones. Again, not very COVID related. <laughs> I thought you said these were no, COVID related. No, at this time is that you kind of wish that these elderly would stay in touch with people and you know during COVID, they could be alone you know to mm. help them get over the aloneness and learn how to text messages and uh. you know get in touch with people how to do a video chat with people or whatever okay. you know honestly elderly people you teach them once you have to teach them again and again because they forget my grandmother that's how it is with my in-laws oh no, I, well your know, grandmother's good but not my in-laws my mother-in-law she's constantly like you know we teach her and then a week later she's um, can you teach me again how to do that? And, oh, I forgot. I have to hit that button or whatever. Mm. Anyway, yeah, they're, they're never, including my mom, too. 
They're both really so, on their mobile a lot, but then so they it's don't. a way of yeah. getting people who are maybe stuck at home and aren't quite tech savvy, right? Right. Just getting connected with people so they're yeah. not lonely. Okay. Yeah. Anything so, else? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Not not all that much um COVID related, but in some way or another, they try their best. Oh, so no. with the, the 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 mask thing, that's something I know. Did you ever thought about buying one? I have but, one. But I guess this here, they say you want your DIY, you make your own using whatever you can find in the house. They're like, they're like and, um, 50, they're not even 50 cents US. It's not that expensive. I know. We my have to in-laws, make your own. My in-laws got them. Oh, actually, before they were like being sold on the market, or, you know, at shops or something, that um, a, a friend of theirs, friend, um, invented this. And so he just gave my in-laws, you know, two of these mm. frame-like thing. And, um, yeah, because he said that it's not, you know, you can't even buy them. It's not in the market They're yet. everywhere now. But that's, yeah, I think that's, yeah, I, I'm sure it's like now, it, you know, it's on the market. It's really fast. Mm. Things like that, you know. Hmm. I don't really understand so. the point of most of these <laughs> assignments. Well, give them a it's book just report to keep or the a, kids busy. It's a, besides book reports. Or give them a, you know, so a bunch of math something problems. Something just more, <laughs> oh, that's boring. You don't, I think these would sound more Yeah, but fun. it's educational. This is kind of pointless. Well, I guess it's off educational. It's more like fun. Keeping I, them I get the Hakka one. I get the Hakka one because that's a language where most of the speakers who are really good at it or native level are older. Older. Yeah, uh, the younger generation was sort of not al- allowed really by the state to yeah. learn it. They were all Mandarin only was sort of the thing for a long time, many yeah. decades. So yeah, my, uh, getting my, that getting people to sort of the younger generation to, to be keep, able to, yeah, to have the skills to be able to explain something like that in that language is pretty right. Isn't that good? Though, if you think about it, a lot of technical terms don't have translations. I don't. It's a you challenge. know, you would know because you you've well, mastered Hakka. No, I speak like a few words textbooks. of it. I speak a few words, but <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of times they have to resort to English or Mandarin when it comes. No, to... No, wait a minute. I mean, the Hakka service has interviewed you before. Yeah. So you you definitely more in, in more Mandarin. No, more than just what in Mandarin they oh, did. Oh, oh, and well. So <laughs> no, but... um, it's it's a language where um, you have to be a bit creative, I think, to get things across well, that involve technology good. with older people um so yeah, my, good. hopefully they yeah. understand it well my three kids when they were younger they you know how they have to choose a, a, a dialect to learn they chose taiwanese the holo hokkien mm-hmm. yeah the local dialect here so not hakka <laughs> not hakka though. it's not really a mainstream I choice know. i don't think my, my mother's hakka but she never encouraged me to learn hakka and anyway, so, that seems like a more worthwhile use of your summer vacation, learning how to <laughs> express things in your in your mother okay. tongue than um, making a mask that already exists. <laughs> or, or some, you know, to learn into Diablo and that's something fun. That's um, what they do at school learning anyway, Learning how though. to manage your money. Managing your money. Oh, that's okay. That's sort of important. Yeah. But still. Yeah. Um, so, well. Writing thank you with cards, you know. That, yeah, a nice gesture. Yeah, they don't just um, think about things like that but they're encouraged to do that so mm. which is good okay well that just about does it for today's edition of here in taiwan thanks to everyone who joined us on our facebook live stream and left us a comment and thanks to everyone who tuned in i'm john van trieste and i'm shirley lynn don't go anywhere just yet because coming up in just a moment it's more of shirley on jukebox republic
Just tune into Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin. I think I learned something else that's important about why getting everyone vaccinated is so vital. Well, this information I just learned recently came from our ex-vice president Chen Jianran. He's an epidemiologist. Oh, I hate saying that word. And was the health minister when we had the SARS outbreak in 2003. He's saying no matter what, shots come first. Vaccination comes first, so it's really important for Taiwan to get enough vaccines for everyone. And Taiwan's vaccination is only at 7.7 percent right now, the lowest in a study of 10 countries by Johns Hopkins University's、uh, Center for Systems Science and Engineering. So we really got to hurry, and I thought we can just take our time, as long as you know everyone gets vaccinated at the end. No, we really need to hurry. So that's what this song is all about. Quite dian, no, no, no.、Um, it's not quite dian. Oh yeah, it is. Quite dian, quite dian. It means hurry, hurry. It's by Jing Xiu Er Chongchang. Well, I mean, it's talking about、uh, quite dian, like hurry up and、uh, what was it now? Hurry up and well, actually, it means hurry up and take me on an adventure. Oh well, let's listen to it anyway. <laughs> 
It's funny, I don't know this duo as seeing something so upbeat like that song just now. If you know them, okay, Jing Xiu Er Tong Chang, this duo, they're almost like sisters. Um, they usually sing like ballads. I mean, anyway, just not as fast beat as this one. So I'm really surprised to find this song. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed that. That was quite in quite in. It means hurry up, hurry up. Well, I'm just saying that we really, really need to get vaccinated here in Taiwan. Everyone, you know, and all because our former vice president Chen Jianren was saying that that's very important. Why? Well, let me tell you. He says that we're really racing against time. He said the goal is to quicken up vaccination rate to beat the mutating virus. Oh, I see. And we've gone from alpha to beta to gamma and now to delta variant, right? And delta supposedly transmits very fast. So Dr. Chen, you know, he's a doctor, um, is saying that Taiwan's most important job now is to obtain large quantity of vaccines in the shortest time possible and to vaccinate the majority of the population ASAP. Now, Delta variant is kind of obnoxious because it's led to rise in infections in the UK and some other countries, even though they have vaccination rates of about 65%, wow, compared to 7% here in Taiwan. In the UK, Dr. Chen said that 99% of those infected in June were found to have contracted Delta variant. We in Taiwan already got Delta variant here. It, it got in from southern Taiwan, Pingdong County to be exact. Um, Delta variant is found to be 40 to 60% more easily transmitted than the Alpha variant. And in the study about the 10 countries by Johns Hopkins, Taiwan's fatality rate was 4.3%, which is the highest among the 10 countries that it studied. And actually, I don't know which 10 countries those are. I'm sorry. But anyway, Taiwan's one of them. That's scary, right? You know, it, it really was scary when we got a spike in cases, COVID cases from, you know, in mid-May. And it went on for more than a month. Um, and then along with that surge, you know, then there was deaths uh, in the double digits every day for quite a long time. When before that, we only had like a total of 10 deaths, I think, you know, since the start of the pandemic. Now, Dr. Chen, or our ex-Vice President uh, Chen Jianren, Dr. Chen, said the reason for high fatality rate could be due to the those infected were elderly people or that patients weren't receiving adequate health care due to the sudden spike in cases. I mean, yeah, it came so suddenly, nobody was prepared. So even my nurse daughter was so scared when she was assigned to take care of COVID patients. And later she said, she had to assign somebody else to do it, and that person didn't want to. But then my daughter 
was telling her, you know, like, hey, everyone has to take turns to take care of COVID patients. So then, you know, he consented. Uh, sh sorry, she consented. Um, before then, we were just paying attention to how many imported cases was coming to Taiwan. But when the thing, you know, we feared the most was domestic cluster infection, and then it happened um, more than a year after everyone else in the world had been through it for a year, you know, cluster infections. So we're only just starting it now. Well, it's been uh, more than a month now, and it's it's plateauing. Now we have um, confirmed cases in the double digits, and deaths, uh, the number of deaths in single digits. But um, we were afraid. I think some people are still very uneasy about this. So this song here is "Hai Pa," that means "Afraid" by Lin Junjie, JJ Lin. Is I'm in the dark. 
You know, before this um, sudden spike in um, COVID cases in Taiwan, nobody was in a hurry to get vaccinated. Even some people like my mother-in-law wasn't going to, and she even told other people not to. Now she's already inoculated. Why? Well, after the spike in cases, she didn't say a word and went for the jab. So my parents and my in-laws are all, all vaccinated now. The first shot, anyway, the first shot. Um, we're only human, right? We're nonchalant when everything seems to be going all right. And, it was, and, and we say, nah, don't worry about it, you know, until it becomes serious. And then now we're shutting our mouths and doing what we're told to do, get jabs. Just like before, we were lifting up our health minister, you know, as if he's God. But now everyone's complaining and criticizing him. Well, not everyone. You know, some people are. Or most people. I don't know. Well, I think everybody's criticizing is because they're scared. So this next song is by Stephanie Sun. Hype, huh? Scared.
I say, hey, no person, no person is perfect. No leader is perfect. No country is perfect. I believe that our health minister knows what he's doing, and he's just really trying his best. Sometimes I think instead of trying to answer every question, defend every criticism that he gets from holding that press conference every day, um, he remains quiet. But behind the scene, he's probably working really hard. I think that goes for most, you know, righteous leaders around the world. So our ex-vice president, Dr. Chen, is saying that although vaccines offer less protection against asymptomatic or mild infections in people who contract Delta variant, they are more than 90%, 90% effective in preventing severe symptoms and getting hospitalized. So we should just disregard the side effects that we would get from getting the jabs because they will go away after a short while. Comparing to promising a long-term health, so the most important thing I learned from Dr. Chen is that the earlier people get inoculated, the more capable we are to block the spread of the virus, which would in turn lower the chance of new variants emerging. Wow, I didn't know that, but now I know. I was wondering why all these new variants, how they come about, and now I know. One last important thing Dr. Chen said was that Taiwan should try every means to procure vaccines from overseas so that domestic vaccine developers 
can have a chance to understand and study further on how to better the vaccines. He said administering our own domestic vaccines now would only hinder the Taiwanese company's chances to do better. Then we're really treating Taiwanese people as guinea pigs of locally produced vaccines. Yeah, people have been complaining about that. Like some don't want to take Taiwan vaccines because they don't feel safe. They don't think that, uh, you know, the made in Taiwan vaccines would be effective. They think that, hey, we're being, uh, we're being treated as guinea pigs. Of course, our president and vice president, uh, supposedly they're waiting for the local jabs themselves to show support for the country. Others say that they should take whatever jabs available because as a country leader, our president, President Tsai Ing-wen, should get it right away. As for myself, I need to tell myself not to worry, not to be afraid. Actually, I'm not as worried anymore as when I was, you know, during the spike in mid-May. Thank you so much for joining me on Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin. Let's all stay safe. Let's all get our jabs. And the world will be a better place. So this next song is "我不害怕," I'm not afraid, by Liang Jingru. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well.
Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kilohertz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kilohertz. And in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kilohertz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kilohertz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.